0: Julie is the co-founder of simple shift a platform based on three principles of understanding whose mission is to help create more health well-being and ease across the areas of life and the way we do business with her master's degree in education and spiritual psychology she brings over 18 years of experience as a transformational coach who guides and supports individuals and businesses toward naturally allowing themselves to access better quality thinking creativity and momentum. Ladies and gentlemen,
1: Julie. <laughs>
0: oh, but wait, it is not over. <laughs> like, I wish I had a drum roll to go like this. Also with us today, it's the co-founder of the Rewilders. I actually need the Rewilders music. That's what I need. The Rewilding Love, the podcast, Rohini and Angus help couples on the brink of divorce due to conflict. They also, Co facilitate private couples intensive that rewild relationships back to their natural state of love. Rohini is also an author of the ebook Marriage, and Shane Angus are co founders of the 29 day rewilding experience and the rewilding community. Ladies and gentlemen,
1: Rohini!
0: Bah, 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 bah. I feel like I'm <laughs> by the prize fighter the rain. Woo. How are y'all doing?
1: Thanks so much for having us, Rob. Great to be here. Oh,
0: yeah, um,
2: really, really great to be with you.
0: Oh, I'm I'm happy to be with y'all. Um this is this is super cool because this is the first time I'm interviewing two at one time. So it's gonna be right. great to see how, how that works. Julie, I'll I'll just start with you being like a creative genius, like an artist, like you. <laughs> I mean if we if we just talk about I mean we will talk about simple shift and and the reimagining our spiritual community but rumis field then we have the retreats the self care 501 right then we have spark off roads yep then we have global peace and love meditation yep like you just out there creating
2: I love creating
0: I mean like tell me Tell me a little about about, oh, what does that feel like in your world, just doing so many different things, but with this understanding of the principles?
2: You know, I've always loved inspiration, honestly. It's been my favorite energy to follow. And the okay. principles helped me to understand a lot more about what was having me listen to something else other than inspiration. So it definitely helped me clear a lot of noise that was on the line. Okay. And... I remember coming into coaching and thinking like I was supposed to have a niche and then I was like no I don't want to do that. <laughs> so I really just follow whatever speaks to me with Simple Shift we've also done programs around healthy political conversations. I love humanity so much that anything I think I can give to humanity, I'm interested in that.
0: Oh man, that is amazing. And I love the the coming with the niche cuz the first time I heard Niche and coaching, and I was like, well, isn't that cutting off for a whole lot of people? It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> just what I thought, you know? And Rohini, rewilding love the podcast. First off, I was listening to an episode, and I initially heard the rewilding music and just thought, oh, that's cool, rewilding love, and then the music sounding like out in the wilderness. But then I started listening, and you said, rewilding us back to our innate well-being and then every time after i would hear the word innate i could hear the song (laughs) it was like when you start thinking about innate it it made you feel like no i need to go back to to that that primal state of rewilding and not having any restrictions on life or love Mm -hmm. um so what does that feel like for you
1: Oh, well, the, the podcast has been such an exciting journey to be on. And I, I really appreciate how much you you see that the music's kind of in sync with the spirit of it oh, all. Yes. Oh, and yeah, it makes perfect those, sense now. <laughs> yeah, one of those synchronicities where... Angus and I had never done a podcast before. We're figuring it out as we go along. And so I'm editing clips. And so uh, Greg Ellis, who does um, the, the music on the podcast is a master percussionist and a friend, a good friend of ours for a long time, one of our longest friends since we've been in LA. And I just called him one day and I said, Greg, can you please help me figure out how to edit clips on, on because I'm really having a hard time. And he says, well, what are you doing? And so I told him what we were up to and because it was a pandemic, his work, you know, he doesn't have any concerts. Yes. And he says, I've got time. Why don't we collaborate? And so I'm like, I, I couldn't believe that he was willing to not just produce it, but also allow us to use his music on the podcast. It was it was amazing. And I think it just elevates the whole podcast to another level that he was willing to participate in it in that way. But yeah, it is so, I don't know, inspiring. I don't know what the right word is. It is so fulfilling to be able to support people in seeing how they don't have to be limited in their relationships and as we say in the podcast we don't have an agenda we're not saying that every couple has to stay together but we want them to be able to make relationship decisions from being connected with that innate well-being inside of themselves we want them to be rewilded back to their natural state of love and to live life from that place and to make relationship decisions from that perspective
0: Man, what would the world look like if that happened, right? <laughs> That's beautiful. How did you two meet then? <laughs> like, how did this happen? Okay, this is beautiful and this is beautiful. I'm out in the wilderness, and then now I'm over here creating. And I'm like, okay, but how did I get the, the artist to come from out of the city to meet in the wilderness to create together? How did that how did you two meet each other? Do you
2: Do have you have a- 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 I was going to say we probably both have two different versions, but um, Rohini was a faculty reader. This is my version of it. Rohini was a faculty reader at USM and I worked with Angus at USM and I was auditing a weekend and I went from my office up to the classroom and Rohini was there and I wound up saying, I'm really getting so much out of this weekend. And she looked at me genuinely and was like really what are you getting and like she really meant it (laughs) I was
0: like (laughs) yeah
2: wow she's so present like how is this possible and so then fast forward I came in through to the principals through Rohini and she's been my mentor and I've learned so much from her so that's my version of how we came together but Rohini do you have anything you'd add? Well I have it's it's not a completely separate
1: reality but I have a slightly other dimension on it because Angus and Julie were working together at the University of Santa Monica and I was on faculty there so we were kind of in um, in the same organization but separate circles because I was there on the weekends, she was there in the week. But Angus would talk about this improv class that they would do in the week at lunchtime and he loved this improv class and he would tell me how great Julie was at improv. <laughs> so I learned about Julie, more about through Angus initially than through Julie and then we got to meet and I just of course fell in love with her because who wouldn't?
0: <laughs> that is a beautiful story, but I, I do agree. You're such an artist, man like the the spark off rose you all know judy Setchman. so judy said something once that just for some reason just keeps ticking right here for me and she says i can't wait to the day in the principles community where it's shown in all the arts where you have people who will create a rap song or this song or that just by virtue of it being the principles you know and I've always found that so fascinating that I've st- I started learning how to do music immediately after that, for some other reasons, trying to connect with a client and a sibling, but it was really just to learn something according to the principles, brand new, fresh, that I have to be present in, right? And that has opened up all kinds of conversations and doors on its own. So the spark rose was so fascinating. I watched one episode, but what Tell me a little bit about that and how it came about, the storytelling.
2: I was, actually, Rohini told a story through Spark Off Rose. Oh. Yeah, Uh, Julie, of course, roped me in. (laughs) (laughs) And it was a project where I knew the um, woman who started it, and it's a lot like the moth. And what I loved about how she does that work is she... Talk about the principles. Oh my gosh, she really wants the most vulnerable, true, honest human version of a story. Yeah. And so she would curate these themes, um, as would the other producers, but uh, I got to work most closely with her. She would curate these themes and pull these stories together that really illuminated the human experience from my perspective. Um, and the version of the story that I told just like, I think it's interesting about healing was it was a story that had really bothered me for a long time like a trauma from when i was a kid and i pitched a different story to her and she's like "Mm, there's not that much juice there and then (laughs) and found this story and after it was over somebody said something to me like oh that makes sense based on what happened as a kid And I literally, for the first time in my life, thought to myself, wait, what happened to me as a kid? And I had forgotten it. And there was something about owning the story and connecting the dots and sharing it really vulnerably that just kind of like took it off my mind. I don't know how to explain what happened, but it was really powerful. So yeah, I think storytelling is a really great way for us to connect as humans, you know?
0: I agree, I love storytelling. Yeah. I, uh, one of the themes that I do in, in my own marketing stuff is a piece of the smile. It's just, a, you know, different stories from my life that we're not all good. But now I look back at and the reason I smile from car accidents to darkest time of my life. My cousin meeting me at the airport, just to put his hands on my face and go, you know, we're going to be OK, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So I completely understand what you mean. When you say the importance of storytelling. This the collab that you all are doing together, the reimagining our spiritual communities, the loving, authentic conversations around healing racism. Let's let's start with a little bit of background on it. And then let's just let's just see what comes up for us.
1: Initially started out as um, two separate ideas and, and kind of like what you were saying before we started recording, Rob, that things can happen separately, but there's so much power when we bring things together. So Julie and I were just happening to be having ongoing conversations around the, the time that George Floyd was murdered and all of the, um, you know, uh, awareness was being raised around the injustice, inequity, racism—that was, you know, front and center in conversation. And I had mm-hmm. written some blog posts, and I was really surprised at the backlash that I experienced coming my way in terms of just sharing my thoughts on it. And so we were talking, and I said, you know, I really like to do a webinar so that this can be a conversation in the community. And Julie had this other idea that she was working on. And I said, you know, these are so similar. What what would happen if we brought these together? It seems like they're so parallel. And that's how that conversation started. Oh,
0: that's beautiful.
2: Yeah, it was a really serendipitous weaving of things together that really feels more powerful as one program. You know, that's how it felt to me when we started realizing how the lineup of speakers would really lend different perspectives, different voices, different ways of looking at this conversation so that we can deepen it over time. And not just, I don't know if this is gonna make sense, but not just look at it from like, quote unquote, a spiritual lens, but from a real human lens, you know, and, and how do those two conversations go together in a way that maybe we haven't explored as much as we hope to.
0: I like that. And so speakers, you have uh, Dr. Sherry Allen, Mm-hmm. I've seen Todd Brown, Avin Dawkins, Ms. Mitsa Jordan, uh, with her gift of music. Um, we also have Amy Chen Mills, NAM, and then you 2 hosting,
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, which is amazing. Very, very much. So how did the group, the c- collection of, of speakers come about?
2: My perspective, and Rohini will probably have a different experience, but... I was listening a lot to my friends in each of, I'm also in a USM community, right? So another spiritual community that's also largely white. And when I was listening to my friends talk about their experiences in either community that I was a part of, I was noticing that there were certain themes emerging and certain things that people were feeling regardless of which community they were in. And then, As I would watch the Facebook conversations, I would see certain trends, and so I just let that seep through me, and then those were the suggestions I brought to Rohini, basically, to say, what if we, you know, what if it looked like this, and then she had her thoughts and inspiration around it, too.
1: Yeah, I think that was really powerful in the conversations with Julie to see the commonalities in different, you know, there's really three different communities represented in the speakers. Uh And Uh there's a lot of similarity in terms of the issues that came up around racism, the experiences that people had. In those communities, um, the people of color, not necessarily feeling that they were heard. The experience of feeling that looking through a spiritual lens was actually ignoring a lot of the, the lived experience of people. And so when Julie shared with me what she was thinking about doing, she had certain people in mind and I had some people in mind for the webinar that I was thinking. So we just thought, let's put it all together and create, like she's saying, this diverse series that shows the commonalities and also allows us to come together in a safe place and have this conversation uh, in a way that hopefully really allows deeper understanding to unfold.
0: I was just amazed at the, the collection of voices you were willing to talk about or bring to the table with such a weighted topic. Um, I have brothers and and cousins who've been subject to police harassment, police brutality, to include some things I've been through myself. But my question is, why this? Of all the things, you, you, you're you both beautiful in your own rights and your own journeys, why take on this? Because Rohini, you spoke a little bit about the backlash. Oh, because this isn't gonna be easy. This isn't gonna be one of those that people just You know, we we sing at the end of a community night and we all get it. This is, this is going to be work. This is going to be the challenging of this belief that we have, that we're all the same at our human core. So just, just talk to me a little bit about why, why, why did you sign up for this one?
1: It isn't for me. It wasn't like I felt like I signed up. It just became so clear by what was happening that it was needed so it it it's like okay this is what's needed what can i do what can we do what's the way forward and that you know in conversation with julie is is one of the things that just emerged from that
0: i love that what about for you julie
2: i mean there's like a thousand ways i could answer that question probably um, <laughs> but I think the thing that's occurring to me is like, I remember the moment I realized I was white and that white meant something, and that I was painfully aware of some of the things that it was starting to mean to me. And I was like in sixth grade when that happened, and it was in an assignment where our teacher had us write in a diary. Um, every day for 30 days, as if we were escaping on the Underground Railroad, and it just changed something in me. It gave me a perspective of humanity I did not have prior to that. And I went on to study sociology, and I taught in Black and Hispanic communities. And I, my aunt is a um, a nun in an order that was started to serve the Indigenous and Black communities in the late 1800s. So honestly, I just had a lot of like influence around me and a lot of things that happened in my life that made me really confused as to why we were so evolved in so many ways, but that racism still existed. Like that almost like hurt my brain. I just didn't understand
0: yeah. it. <laughs> it just didn't compute, right? didn't
2: <laughs> <in> compute, uh. <laughs> you know? an 11 year old brain. So I just, I don't know, it just feels like Rohini said it's needed and if it's not happening in the spiritual communities I honestly don't understand where it would be happening.
0: That is a very good that that point right there is everything and that's what um was well if we're not the community that demonstrate all voices heard, where is it gonna happen at? Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Like that's what we stand on like if we don't have it and I love what you all are doing, and it's so symbolic on so many levels, because it's happening in various different ways. If you look at from the time and we'll just use the time frame Rohini that you brought up, um, the murdering of George Floyd changing everyone's awareness, the 3PGC board looks different now. This podcast they are supporting me on heavily, giving me the opportunity to talk to anybody who's sharing the principles. You two collaborating, bringing voices that may have never been heard and voices we've heard of. This thing is really happening in this community. Um, and I don't feel it's the politically correct happening. I believe this is the awaken to this needed to change happening. The fact that I have saw she, her, hers on your, your thing for a while. But in preparing for this podcast, I went and read it. And I read it. And I went through to the next page, and I went, and I sat for a minute, and was like, "Oh, buddy, you got to get out some ignorance here, right? You got to get out some ignorance here." And and could you just talk a little bit about that? Because I I believe, me personally, it's all the same, in mm-hmm. the sense of of seeing us at our human core and and human beings. So, in staying at reimagining our spiritual communities, can you just talk about that for a second?
1: I think also came more fully into my awareness at the time, and as my own journey with opening my eyes and waking up to bias and, you know, unconscious, um, unconscious bias is there for all of us. Yeah. And it's part of the human condition, but we can be intentional about seeing beyond it to the best of our abilities and having awareness that that is part of how we're all formed in terms of the cultural conditioning and so for me that was also just like you someone sent me an email with that underneath their name and I clicked on the link and I'm like wow that's really important there's people in my life that would be impacted by that because they have um, not necessarily the freedom to be able to express as easily where they're at on that spectrum Mm -hmm. and so why don't I at least make myself clear here and hopefully that helps pave the way for this to just be part of the normal conversation where there's no stigma on it or at least less stigma and um, more waking up to the beauty in the diversity as well as you're saying, Rob, like the essence is universal. The essence isn't what's challenging. What's challenging is in the human experience how there are these prejudices and biases and conditioning and the, the, the white lens that's been made a priority, mm-hmm. that, that that has been invisible and still is invisible in some ways, but with what happened last summer, it started to help people wake up. And to me, that's a spiritual awakening.
0: Mm-hmm. I would agree. I, I would agree wholeheartedly. So we have um, a few other things that you all have together. My fingers are crossed. Community night in L.A. (laughs) Hopefully, okay, my fingers are still crossed. When does the actual program start? So for our listeners right now, pause. Rohini, thank you so much because, again, on a previous call, I heard you talk about the importance of making programs financially available for everyone. Like you said, slide the scale. Some way you got to let a few people in who may not can afford it. But again, you, you cracked that for me. So thank you for that. Um, Julie, when does the program start? If I want to enroll, where do I go? How does it all work? Uh,
2: Well, It starts on February 27th and it's six Saturdays starting at 11 a.m. Pacific time for those six Saturdays. And you can enroll on the link that will hopefully be shared with the podcast.
0: (laughs) Yes, I will not forget to put the link on, absolutely. (laughs) I got you. It's a free
2: program that
1: we're doing. There's no, there's no charge.
0: It is a free program. Well, Mm -hmm. again, thank you both so much for being here, but um, we're gonna take you both and I'm going to put you in front of a room. And that room desperately needs to hear something. And you got 45 seconds to talk to them. What do you share? Whoever wants to go first.
1: Boy, that's a tough question, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> My mind is just
2: spinning. It's like blank.
0: <laughs>
2: I'll try. Do you? Do you have anything, think, Julie? Really? You're the improv queen. <laughs> I was going to say, the thing that came to my mind was there's more love available, and the more we listen to and understand one another, the more that love is going to become apparent and obvious and easy to act on. So that's my hope and my uh, call to inspiration, I think.
0: Wow, that was faster than 45 seconds, too. Man, improv improv at your school is amazing, because wow!
1: Uh, For me, I think it's around um, embracing it all, embracing the full range of the human experience and understanding that it's in staying open to our humanity that we have a deeper experience of our true nature and that it's not through transcending it, it's through having an open heart and acceptance for all of ourselves as well as all of others. And that's the path forward as far as I can see. Mm.
0: If you have not registered for reimagining our spiritual communities loving authentic conversations around healing racism you should with the link below thank you for listening to today's episode for more information about the podcast please go to 3pgc.org if you're looking for more information about how to become a practitioner or you want to be featured on the show as a new fresh voice in the principles send us an email at info at 3pgc.org we'd love to hear from you knowing there is no end or limitation nor are there boundaries to the human mind have the day you deserve